Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Tino, over to you. Hi, Martina. Thanks for having me today. My name is Tino, and I'm Digital Strategy Director at SLG, a strategic integrated marketing agency for the construction, manufacturing, technology sectors. Audience, one of the reasons I I was really keen to speak to Tino is because we're completely kindred spirits on the digital marketing piece. I'm really excited to have this chat with him and uh, learn more about him as a person. As you guys know, we do the intros and then we launch straight into what I call the buzzwheel. The buzzwheel is a bank of 520 questions where the question format is determined by the letter between A and Z. And the question topic is decided by the number you pick. There are 20 topics and 20 numbers. Tino, we both don't know what I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to ask you to kick this off for us. So please could you give me a letter and a number combination? T, 10. Okay, so 10 is the topic of fashion. The question is, which item of clothing from your wardrobe could you wear every day? I'm not very fashion conscious. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Probably a cardigan because they're really versatile. You can just put a t-shirt and then the cardigan on top and yeah. I love that that's your vibe. Do you have a favorite color or texture? Yeah, I always go for blue and gray or -hmm. black so that I don't have to worry about matching colors. The only colored (laughs) clothes I have is clothes that my wife bought. I've had a couple of guys on the podcast who have come up with fashion questions and it's always their wife or partner that, you know, corrects them in terms of don't wear that. On that note, you know, can I have another letter and number, please? P9 is the topic of astrology. P is the category of conspiracy theories. You have landed on the moon landing, pun intended. Those listening who may not be familiar, the moon landing is a constant conspiracy theory in popular culture. The claim that some or all of the elements of the Apollo program were hoaxes staged by NASA. So I don't know where you sit on this, Tino, but between I think 69 and 72, There were six crewed landings on the moon, but there's been a constant concurrent theory that these moon landings didn't actually happen. The Buzz Aldrin's, the Neil Armstrong's, etc. Where do you stand? It could be possible that they're not valid. At the time, there was so much pressure from the United States to Mm. outdo Russia. I wouldn't put it past them. My whole thing is, firstly, we don't know how good the technology is from a NASA standpoint. Like They may be light years ahead back then. But I would think by now in 2023, we would have exposed this. If it is a conspiracy, how has it managed to stay a secret is my first question. Maybe they're being silenced. That's another conspiracy theory. (laughs) What's happened to the crew? (laughs) What happened to the crew? This is it. I mean, on that note, are you interested in this kind of a topic generally? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like science fiction, kind Mm -hmm. of thinking about the universe and Mm -hmm. where we stand. Mm-hmm. Whether we're the only species or intelligent species in the universe, which I doubt. I quite like to dig into that theory as well. Like, why would we be the only type of life form? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me in a universe so vast. A rabbit hole I've been diving into is more like prehistoric civilizations. 
academia mm-hmm. wants us to believe that we are the most advanced civilization that mm-hmm. has ever been. But the evidence, when you look at all the monuments that were created, like the pyramids and... Mm. There's things that seem above the realms of our capabilities, like ancient Egypt, to your point. All the monuments in Central America as well, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of just the way the stones are placed with GPS precision. I don't think with the technology that we have, we will be able to do to that extent. Are you reading anything in particular, like any websites or books? Like, where are you getting information from? It's mainly like from YouTube. You need to filter out. There's a lot of uh, those <laughs> crazies. <laughs> yeah, crazy <laughs> theories. It is super interesting. Before we move on, this reminds me of the quote by Arthur C. Clarke. And he says something like, there are two possibilities. We're either completely alone in this universe or we're not. Both are equally terrifying. And that makes me shiver and laugh every time I think of it, because it's true. It's like we're either being surveilled by other life forms and sources. or there's nothing out there, which is also really scary. So um, I'm going to leave the audience with that thought. And on that note, Tino, I would love to ask you, please, for the final letter and number combination. Oh, 15. Oh, 15. 15 is the topic of nostalgia. And the question here is, were Nirvana ahead of their time in the 90s? Yes, they were. I remember I was really into Nirvana. And I think what was the most peculiar thing is that it kind of expands both generations and even people who weren't that much into rock like Nirvana when Kurt Cobain died, was really sad. I just couldn't believe it that we weren't going to have any more new Nirvana songs. The music is absolutely timeless, never mind an absolute classic. I got into it late, so I was a, a Spice Girls, you know, Backstreet Boys kind of gal. But um, it's one of those things I feel like you can discover at any point in your life and then you realise the brilliance. It's so sad that Kurt's life ended so soon. It brings me into another point. I don't want to get too dark, but I don't know if you've heard of this theory, the 27 Club. Kurt Cobain was 27 when he died. Back to conspiracy theories. <laughs> There's this whole thing of loads of musicians who died at that age. Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin. I'm sure you've heard about this whole conspiracy theory. I think it was also the times because musicians and artists all the way through the 70s, 80s and 90s was almost like one of the requirements was to be a bad boy or girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taking drugs and drinking yeah, all night. Yeah, for sure. Living life to the max. That changed now. Everybody's a vegan. You know, they're all going to bed at 8 p.m. and working out. When you're watching it, when you're younger, part of it is like, oh, that's so cool. That's aspirational. Like, I want to go out and party all night. And, you know, I have. But the longevity is not there, living that kind of a life. So I, yeah, I guess it's good that it's turned around. <laughs> Something that I noticed a huge difference was last year I took my daughter to watch a Harry Styles concert. The crowd was primarily teenage girls and a few boys <laughs> and the parents that were chaperoning them. I was just observing the atmosphere. Back in my day, we'll be climbing walls and these kids are having soft drinks. Harry Styles has evolved loads since One Direction, though. I think he's got a lot of legacy yeah. fans. Tino, this has been such a fun chat. I've laughed so much and it's been so, so fun getting to know you. So I really appreciate your time. In the last few minutes, when I'm sitting in with a guest, I moved to the section called Sage Advice, where I asked the guest to offer back some advice to anybody listening who is really interested in a career in tech, really interested in the kind of thing that you do and something that spurred you on along the way that you could share back for somebody else. Two things, really. 
One is to always be learning new things and never assume that you know the answers for everything. And at the same time, being humble, put egos and arrogance aside and walking the room as a learning opportunity. Because sometimes you get ideas from people that are less experienced or that has experience in different areas. If you're willing to learn and assume that you know nothing, like you get something out of those conversations. A place where it fostered that type of mentality a lot was at the co-op, when I worked at the co-op. We worked in agile teams. The way it was structured was try and have people from different backgrounds, not just tech people in the team when we're developing a product or working on a new release. So that means you get different viewpoints and solutions to a problem. And yeah, there was many instances where I thought I knew what the solution was. Uh, like if we were launching a new website or a new product, like if it was a product for legal services, speaking to a solicitor and see things from their perspective, I realized that, oh, actually I was approaching it from a completely different way. And it kind of, it gave me more ideas. Okay, actually there are problems that we can approach the problem in a different way. My mom has a saying, she says, there's many ways to skin a cat. There's many approaches to problem solving. It doesn't mean because you found a way or you think you found a way, there's no room for other opinions and perspectives. I love the piece about agile teams as well. I think that's really important. Thank you so much for that advice. And uh, thank you again, Tino, for your time. I've really enjoyed our chat. Thanks for having me on the show. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Brilliant. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Take care. You too.